Welcome to How I Work, a show about the tactics used by leading innovators to get so much out of their day. I'm your host, Dr. Amantha Imba. I'm an organizational psychologist, the CEO of Inventium, and I'm obsessed with finding ways to optimize my workday. Today's mini episode is about decision making, because I feel like in the lead up to Christmas, there are so many decisions that we have to make. And certainly every day we make hundreds of decisions and even small decisions such as what to eat for dinner can add up to have a very big impact on our lives and health. And while each day hopefully comes with many good decisions, most days come with poor decisions such as eating ice cream after dinner despite being full or buying a new pair of shoes despite trying to save money for a home deposit. And it's not surprising that we regularly make bad decisions given the majority of people have never been trained in how to make good decisions. The good news is scientific research can shed a great deal of light on how to make better decisions. And I want to share with you several ways that science has shown us will instantly improve your decision-making. Now, the first way that we can improve our decision-making is to never make big decisions after lunch. So research into the topic of decision fatigue has revealed that the more decisions we make over the course of a day, the worse the quality of those decisions become. We basically start every day with a set amount of cognitive resources and every single decision we make, big or small, eats away at these resources. And as such, it makes sense to schedule your most important decisions for first thing in the morning, or at least before lunch, in order to optimise your decision-making quality. Now, the next thing that you can do is that you can eat something. And while this might sound a bit strange, you probably intuitively know that good eating decisions are not made on an empty stomach. But scientists have actually found evidence to confirm that this is true. The hormone ghrelin is produced in the stomach when we're hungry. And when it's produced, we actually make more impulsive decisions. So when you next have a big decision to make, regardless of whether it relates to food consumption or any other type of decision, have a little snack before leaping into decision-making mode. The next thing, next piece of advice I have for you is to not make decisions with people who are just like you. Because often we default to making decisions, especially work-related ones, with people who are just like us. The familiarity heuristic suggests that we prefer the familiar to the novel and as such we often tend to hang out with and work with people who are just like us. But when it comes to decision making, scientists have found that we need to deliberately introduce diversity to arrive at better decisions. Research from Tufts University found that racially diverse groups performed significantly better on decision-making tasks compared to racially homogenous groups. For example, in one study, mock juries consisting of both white and black people compared to all white juries had broader deliberations, made fewer factual errors and recalled more facts about the case that were incorporated into the final decision. Now, the final tip I have is to practice mindfulness for 15 minutes. So many bad decisions can be related to the sunk cost fallacy, whereby the more you've invested in something, the more psychologically difficult it is to abandon. But research has shown that engaging in 15 minutes of mindfulness meditation actually increases our resistance to the sunk cost fallacy. So that is, we're more easily able to stay focused on the present as opposed to dwelling on the past. So another reason to have a mindfulness habit. 
So hopefully these four strategies into how to make better decisions are helpful in your life when you are facing a decision. And who knows, maybe if you've got a big decision to make today, you can apply one or more of those strategies. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, then I would love it if you would spend just maybe I reckon it would take 10 seconds to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. You can simply give it a star rating or you can even write a few words to describe how you felt about it. And if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, but you're listening to it and you liked it, hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and you'll be alerted whenever new episodes are released. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time.